Fellowship at Hollywood United Methodist Church. We are glad you have joined us in person and online for this first Sunday in February. Please stand as you are able as we sing our opening hymns.
Hello, everyone. It is Mr. Kevin. I hope you're doing well. I want to just take a moment right now to speak to the children and the youth that are part of the congregation. As you can probably tell, I am not in Los Angeles right now. I am nowhere near Hollywood United Methodist Church. I am in this incredible city called Washington, D.C. This incredible historic city uh, has many names. As you heard me say, it's Washington, D.C. That stands for the District of Columbia. It's also known as the nation's capital, uh, the American Rome, the birthplace of our country, all of these names for this one city. Today in Children's Church, you are talking about the name of God. God has many, many different names that God goes by in the Bible that you'll be hearing about. But the important thing that you're gonna be talking about is how we treat God's name and how we respect God's name in all of its different shapes and forms. So I look forward to hearing about what you talk about in Children's Church and the respect that you will gain in learning about this commandment, which tells us to honor God's name and to love it and to treat it very specially. So let's pray and then you will go off to Children's Church. Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you for your love for us. Thank you for this city that represents uh, freedom and liberty and justice. And they're all attributes that we know come from you and from your word. I pray that today, as the children talk about your holy name and all of its different shapes and forms, that they will build a love for you and also a respect for you and for your name. We thank you and we love you, Creator. In your name we pray. Amen. As the children go off to Children's Church, I invite everybody else to stand and take a moment to pass the peace of Christ to one another in a socially distanced way of a wave or a hello or a head nod. Enjoy and God bless you. Peace be with you. Let us enter into a time of prayer and reflection together as we receive our choral call to prayer. Creator of all, we thank you for this morning, for the sun that shines and the clear blue skies, and your love which radiates in our life and in our world. On a day like today, it is easy to see your fingerprint in all things, creating and shaping and inviting us to be your partners in building a better world. We thank you for this invitation. Your love is powerful, 
and we offer it back to you. We love you, O oh God, and we are grateful for the many ways you touch our lives, seen and unknown. Help us to be what you call us to be, servants in the world, spreading your love and making it known to all. Let this love sustain us when the days are not so bright, when our hearts are sorrowful or when the world just seems wrong. Help us to hold tight to you so that even in those moments we can be assured that we are not alone. Holy Creator, pour your spirit over this world, its people and its earthly rulers. Grant us wisdom, patience, and courage. Help us to see the possibility in things that others have declared lost. Holy Spirit, comfort the afflicted and heal the broken, we pray. We pray this morning, dear God, for our friends who are experiencing illness and are in need of healing and continued recovery. We pray for Anne and Glenn, for Ruth, for Joey and Anthony, and for Thomas. We pray for our brothers and sisters in Tonga who continue to be impacted gravely by the volcanic eruption in their nation. This morning, O oh God, with grief in our heart, we also pray especially for St. John's United Methodist Church in Watts, her members and her pastor, Reverend Kathy Wilborn, whose 98-year-old church building constructed out of love and devotion was devastated by a terrible fire this weekend. Please, God, lift their hearts and give them strength and sustain them during this terrible moment as you guide the congregation and all who love the church to a better day tomorrow and to a place of healing and recovery. And now we offer to you our silent prayers, those that linger on our hearts and our minds. Dear God, we lift all of this to you. Spread your love over and around us. Let it fill the places we feel empty and heal the places where we feel bruised. May your love inspire and lead us into greater service and make our joy and happiness known to the world. And may it be known throughout the world as it was made known to us, this gift of the life, death, and resurrection of your son, Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray, amen. Good morning, all. It's so wonderful to see you here at Hollywood United Methodist Church. I have a few announcements about the life of our church. Um, we don't have a slide for it, but you heard me mention it in our prayers, and I'm going to ask you to be an active daily prayer for our brothers and sisters at St. John's United Methodist Church in Watts. It is a historic congregation in our community that has served the African-American and Latino population for almost 100 years. It has done incredible ministry. It's right next to Watts Tower and has survived many struggles and have a, and a fire has occurred there, which is frankly all of our worst nightmare in the church about what could happen to our buildings. And so they are strong and doing well, but we ask you to continue to pray for them. And Pastor Kathy and I will continue to share with you what is happening on their journey. 
We begin a new members class on the 9th of February at 7 p.m. via Zoom. If you are interested in joining the church, this is the time. You're more than welcome to join the class. Please email Reverend Kathy and she will help you register for the class. Um, it's short, it's virtual, it's I think four or five sessions, and it's a great way to learn about how we um, enter into membership here in the life of our church. We are also looking for devotion writers as we enter the season of Lent. It's just around the corner. We would love for you to offer a daily devotion that we would put online and share with our members. Um, and you don't have to be a professional writer to do it. You just have to come with faith and a desire to share some thoughts. Girl Scout cookies are also going to be available. We are very lucky to be part of a beautiful troop and have wonderful Girl Scouts in our congregation, including one who's manning the camera right now. And so if you want to make sure that you're in the Sunday morning shots, I suggest you order some cookies. They'll be available here for order. <laughs> and on February 27th, we are going to celebrate Soul Food Sunday with an incredible exploration of music and the church and black history. Um, you can order your lunch here, $15 after worship. You could also order a lunch for a friend so that um, anybody who comes can feel welcome. So you are more than welcome to contact the office and buy a ticket for yourself or for a guest that you have yet to meet that you want to make sure that they're included. Um, and last but not least, we invite you to give as generously as you are able to the mission and ministry of our church we are so proud of the work that we do here, but God is constantly moving in us, inspiring us, and calling us to new ways of love and service in the world, and your gifts make that possible. You can give online, you can give in the basket out the door, you can send a check old school through the mail to the office. Whatever you give will be put to the work of Christ in our community. Thank you. Quite enough power. 
A reading from Luke 6, 27 through 38. But I say to you that, listen, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you, and if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. If you lend to those from whom you hope to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love your enemies, do good, and lend, expecting nothing in return. Your reward will be great, and you will be the children of the Most High, for he is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For the measure you give will be the measure you get back. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Before I begin the sermon, I want to just acknowledge that this past Thursday night, there was this little tiny band called Corn um, that I'd really, I, I knew of them, didn't know much about them, had to invoke the wisdom of my adult children to tell me about them, uh, which they did in more depth than I ever really want to know. But they came, heavy metal group, not Bruce Springsteen, but a heavy metal group, 
who had created a, a new album called Requiem, and they wanted to have a Requiem Mass. And so they premiered their album here Thursday night in the sanctuary. And here are some pictures of the way it looked. And I want to thank the members of the choir who came out and were part of that. It was exciting. Uh, thanks to John West for getting the arrangement between Faray's Requiem piece that the choir did and the backup for, uh, they sang backup for corn, okay? You all have that on your resume now, I'm just saying. Thank Pastor Bridie for, in, for in introducing the Requiem and even getting a little bit of the Methodist liturgy for memorial services in there, which was great. And thanks to our wonderful AV team uh, for helping prepare this and helping restore the sanctuary afterwards and our custodial staff. Anyway, it was a great event. It got, we, we received so many messages from people who probably might never have walked in the doors of a church. But they came to this. This was one way we were able to reach people. And so it was just an exciting experience that we were able to have <clears throat> last Thursday night. And it's on their YouTube page, and I think it's going to repeat after today. So look for it. 45 minutes. It was not a long event. Today we begin our February sermon series, All You Need Is Love. As this month we celebrate Black History Month and this month of love, we will focus on how God's love and grace surrounds us and calls us to a new way of living and being and loving. Our gospel lesson this morning is from what scholars call the Sermon on the Plain. It's basically Luke's interpretation of the Sermon on the Mount that we're more familiar with hearing in the Gospel of Matthew. Now, we remember from two weeks ago when we read about Jesus in the temple, when he read to the congregation from Isaiah that the Spirit of the Lord was upon him, that the poor would receive good news, the captives would be released, and the blind would see, and that the scripture had been fulfilled in their presence. That was when the crowd wanted to throw him off a cliff. But in today's reading from the Sermon on the Plain, it's a different day, and it's a different crowd. The great multitude gathered around him are exactly the kind of people Jesus came to proclaim favored by God. And here's Jesus, not high on some mountain talking down to them, as we experienced in the Gospel of Matthew, but he's right there among them, in the midst of them, teaching them a new way of being. Jesus says, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, turn and give the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you, and if anyone takes your goods, don't ask for them again. Now these are all radical notions to the gathered crowd, but Jesus is also having a little fun with them. For example, if you were to strike someone on the cheek, you are never to use your left hand, that's for another use entirely, and you are to take your hand and you are to backhand someone because that shows that you are in a, a place of superiority. But if you turn the other cheek, then you're gonna strike someone with your palm and that means that you're on an equal plane with them. So Jesus is getting at this notion of, you know, who, who is greater or who is not and saying we're all equal in the family of God. Taking your coat. The most common reason that someone would take a coat off of someone's back would be to repay a debt. Say, you owe me something, give me the coat. But if 
that person also says, okay, I'll give you the coat uh, and I'm going to give you my shirt too. According to the mores of the day, you didn't do that because nudity was frowned upon greatly and no one would ever take a coat back if it meant someone was going to be naked. And that would just throw, the, it would just throw everything off balance and off kilter. But at the heart of the passage is Jesus' teaching of what it means to love. He begins a section with love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. It's really clear Jesus is not going to make it easy for us to follow him. But then he makes it even harder. Do to others what you would have them do to you. And we might say, yeah, we can do that. That's the golden rule taught not just by the Christ. It's a common teaching in many religious traditions and even in secular society. Why wouldn't you want to be treated as you treat others? But then, then Jesus drops the boom. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Sinners love those who love them. For, but if you lend to those from whom you hope to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love your enemies and do good and lend and expect nothing in return. Jesus, what can you possibly mean? We live in a, trans, a transactional, a binary word, Jesus. A world where, Jesus, we can control the outcome of our actions or so we think. Someone once said that everything Jesus taught can be found somewhere in the prophets with the exception of love your enemies. That was one teaching of Jesus that was indisputably new and indisputably counterintuitive. But here's the thing, says Jesus, in this new kingdom of love and justice that I have come to bring forth, you can't just live by the letter of the law. Your intentions, your heart are just as important as your actions are to God. So striking back when wronged and hatred of those who have wronged you are inconsistent with the values of the kingdom of the beloved community. If you really want to change the world, you start by turning the other cheek, loving your enemies and praying for those who persecute you. Now, I don't know about any of you, but... Does anyone remember that old childhood game that actually began in France a few hundred years ago where you would take a daisy and you'd pluck petals and say, loves me, loves me not. Loves me, loves me not. And I'm, I'm clear I've just dated myself completely and that's okay. But I played that game in seventh grade when my friend Brenda and I would sit on my front porch and she'd have her daisy for whoever and I had my daisy for Darren Smith who was just oh, oh so handsome in seventh grade. So I plucked all the daisy petals I could find, and I finally realized all I need is an odd number of petals and I could achieve the outcome I wanted. It just takes a moment sometimes. But here's what I think Jesus is saying to us. We definitely can't control who loves us by making sure we have a flower with an odd number of petals. And we can't control who hates us especially when there is no rational explanation. Such as happened this past week, on the 1st of February, the first day of Black History Month, when over a dozen bomb threats were called into the same number of historically black colleges and universities. 
some attributed to neo-Nazis. Such overt acts of racism and hate serve no purpose except to cause pain and disruption on campuses that are nurturing and educating young people of color for our future. We must hold these HBCU communities, some of which are United Methodist in our prayers, and we must pray for those persons who are so filled with hate and racism that they would take such venomous actions toward innocent youth. But even as we pray for their hearts to change, we must also support every effort to hold them accountable and brought to justice. Amen? You see, praying for those who have hurt us doesn't validate their actions. Instead, it reminds us of who we are, children of God, who claim God's love for us and then in turn shower it on others without condition and without expectation. No one who utters hurtful words against us or manifest harmful or offensive actions upon us or others can take away our own identity in Christ Jesus. Bishop Karen Oliveto, the very first out bishop in the United Methodist Church, who herself has been a victim of hate and intolerance for years. She wrote a few years ago that we who follow Jesus cannot opt out of the command to love, even those we consider our enemies. Love doesn't mock those with whom we disagree, nor does it demean, belittle, or bully, because love makes us aware that these things dehumanize others and fracture the human family. Love doesn't create borders that separate us from them. Love demands that we go to the margins and begin to build structure and policies from that starting point. Love always asks who is being harmed and what must we do to relieve the suffering. Love doesn't fear those who are not familiar but delights in difference, knowing that these differences help us see the face of God more clearly. Love puts us on a permanent quest for right relationships. Love is the opposite of fear. Love isn't a naive or weak orientation. It takes tremendous strength, courage, and humility to walk in the world grounded in love's imperative. If you find yourself, your heart breaking over the state of the world, may you drink from the reservoir of God's grace so that you might find love healing your heart and guiding your feet to challenge the world's inequities and injustices. If you are afraid because the comfort you are experiencing might be disrupted, may the Holy Spirit trouble placid waters, and in the ripples created may love help you discover that your welfare is intimately tied to the welfare of others. If you would rather turn away from the state of things, may Christ continue to be a disruptive presence who will tap you on the shoulder and say, Come, follow me. Love is the only way. May we live it boldly. Well, family, I want to suggest one way that we might love our enemies boldly over the next eight days, and it's rather lighthearted, but there's a purpose. They're, they're less our enemies, really, than our rivals, but there's this football team in Cincinnati called the Bengals. 
Well, one of our colleagues, past clergy from here in Calpac, moved to Ohio into the Cincinnati area a few years ago, and he's adopted that team. And he's thrown down a gauntlet for those of us who are in, pastors who are in Los Angeles that I have picked up on our behalf. He has challenged our church and other churches here in the West District to raise funds for hunger relief so that the real winner will not be either the Bengals or the Rams. The real winner won't even be the church that raises the most hunger relief funds, although I hope we are the winners, I'm just going to say. The winners will be the people who have their food insecurity lessened as a result of our efforts. So I invite you to give as generously as you can uh, to, there's a link that's coming up to in that will either go to the Hollywood Food Coalition or the North Hollywood Interfaith Food Pantry. Uh, they'll be on our Facebook page all week if they're not here now. Uh, and that's, you will see that and we will be able to, uh, we'll be able to raise some funds and show Ohio they shouldn't brag before they have a right to. And besides, they, 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 they totally massacred my chiefs, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm done with that. So, As we prepare now to gather around the table, let's remember always that it doesn't matter how many petals are on our flowers. Whether you love me or you don't, whether others love you or not, Jesus reminds us that we do not live in a transactional world no matter what our experiences are out there. Instead, Jesus says, live free of expectations and love wildly, expecting nothing in return. And then watch as the world changes as a result. Amen. Before I bless the elements today, I want to share with you just a little bit about what I'm going to be doing this week. Uh, this is a meeting of the Central Committee of the World Council of Churches, of which I'm the vice moderator. There are 150 people who are members of the committee, and usually we meet in Geneva, Switzerland. But obviously, because of the pandemic, we are meeting online. We are from all of the regions of the world, from all of the continents of the world. So when we meet online, 
we, we are meeting from early in the morning to late at night, depending on where you live and who you are. So I'll be on uh, Zoom uh, at the meeting this week every morning at 5 a.m. But uh, the member from Australia will be on at 9 p.m. or 10 p.m. at night. And uh, people from Europe and Asia and Africa and South America and Latin America and the Caribbean and Pacific or all the different time zones are all going to be on together uh, as we pray for the world and as we live our witness of Christ's love moving us to reconciliation and unity in the world. So while we are meeting, all of us are praying the very same prayer. And I want to offer this prayer before I begin to bless the elements so that you know that this week, people from all over the world are offering this prayer together. Be with me now as I pray. God of creation, your love is proclaimed in the abundant life of the heavens and of the planet Earth. We thank you for Jesus, your son, who came among us to share our humanity. We thank you for his life and his death and his resurrection. And through your life-giving Holy Spirit, we are empowered to engage in your loving activity. We are empowered to respond courageously to the many challenges confronting us. We celebrate the great love you call us to share with people everywhere. And even as we encounter huge challenges, pandemic, war, poverty, gender and racial discrimination, modern slavery, our global village groaning with the threat posed by climate change, your son, our Jesus, teaches us that you are a humble God of tender compassion, that what is with us to provide ways forward as we discern your will. We pray that we might be guided into the way of peace. Amen. With that prayer, let me remind us that uh, Jesus said to all of us, love one another as I have loved you. And it really is all about love. And when Jesus was with his friends, he would take bread. He would lift the bread to God. He would give thanks to God. He would break the bread and say to his friends, Eat this, and every time you eat this bread, do so in remembrance of me. And also after dinner, Jesus would take the cup, would lift the cup to God, would give thanks to God, and then he would say, drink of this, all of you, for this is the blood of the new covenant that is poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. As often as you do so, drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these mighty acts, we pray that God's Holy Spirit will bless each and every one of us and will bless these elements that we are prepared to take. And even though we can't come and be around the table and receive the bread in that way, we will know the blessing of Jesus Christ as we receive the cups that we will have. And so we pray, make us one with the Spirit, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes again in victory and we celebrate at the heavenly banquet. So now with confidence as the children of God, let us pray the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So we can all now, in a sense, symbolically break bread together as you open your little cup first to the wafer. Does anyone need one? Rance oh, is walking. Thank you. Yeah, I forgot. If you don't have one, uh, Rance is walking down the aisles to give you one uh, so that uh, everybody will have one and can partake together. I'll let him get all the way down to the front before we start. Yeah. Yep, he's bringing it down, so he'll, he has one for everyone. These are the gifts of God for the people of God. And so we take first the wafer as you open and then receive the wafer. And then you open again to drink from the cup. Let us pray. Thank you, O oh God, for the gift of grace that you give us and for the love that you have that is so abundant and so rich. May we truly receive your love and share that love each and every day. Amen.
know, there's always a danger in thanking people and then always omitting folks. I want to thank Billy for helping direct the corn choir, uh, this path, the choir, this path for the corn concert, and for Emily and Melissa for all the tremendous work they did to make this happen. <laughs> Go forth now in peace, knowing that God loves you, knowing that we are to love wildly without expectation, and knowing that God is with us. Go in peace. Amen. <laughs>